The Stout, The Roots. Uh, my favorite album is Then You Go and Shoot Your Cousin, Nachos. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, Old Head Ed. Thank you for tuning in again. Um, as always, for those who have been here before, you know the routine. For those who haven't been, I'm going to break it down for you. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. I usually have a guest with me. We get to know the guest in the first segment. The second segment, the guest gets to sample four beers, gives us their opinion on them. The third segment, we talk music, what the guest is listening to, what the guest likes to listen to, so on and so forth. And then the fourth segment, is the end, the pinnacle, it's we talk eats, we talk food, we talk what the guest likes to eat. Before this guest gets into telling his story, um, this segment is brought to you by Button Poetry and Ring the Bell. They present Storytellers Number no. 9. It's an intimate night of spoken word poetry hosted by Quick the Poet. Uh, headliners are Carlos, Carlos Robson and Blues. That's going to go down October 26th. That's this Saturday, October 26th at the uh, Main Street Players Theater. That's Main Street, um, high, well, Miami Lakes. Um, you can get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Make sure you use the promo code Brews and Beats. So that's B-R-E-W-S, the letter N, B-E-A-T-S. So with that out the way, without a further ado, the gentleman I got with me is a um, longtime friend, um, visual artist uh, in the marketing business, uh, into uh, digital design, and I'm probably making a bunch of stuff up as I go along, but most of it is true. The one thing I know for sure is that this is the man behind the logo that you see when you recognize Bruise Beats and Eats. I got with me in the place, said, said seven, Cedric. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Good, doing good. good doing to be good. here. Glad you uh, were able to do this. So That's excellent. Yeah, man. Came a long way, but it's been overdue. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, sure. been overdue. So, so said, um, I want I want to give the, the the listener a little bit of your background, and then I guess we'll start. Um, I guess your early artistic uh, when you start getting into digital and art and whatnot, and then I'll, I, I guess I'll interject every once in a while with when we met or when we first started interacting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. If I if if I go way 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 back. Um Probably when I first started getting into uh, graphic design was um, when my dad first got a computer. I must have been about uh, 12, 12 years old or something like that. And I would always draw like um, Mario Brothers on MS Paint and okay. stuff like that, uh, which was incredibly frustrating because there was no c Command Z, there was no undo. So whatever, <laughs> whatever you did is what you did. And if you fucked up, you had to start over or you had to fix it pixel by pixel. So. Um, those were interesting days. Um, a funny story is um, my dad uh, owned a company. This was in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Okay. And um, my dad owned a company selling a satellite TV uh, systems. Really? Like the big, huge dishes. The um, things that stayed out in the lawn. Yeah, like yeah. They had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The huge ones. Um, so 
he uh, he wanted to start advertising in a local newspaper, so he asked me if I could do an ad. And at the time, The Simpsons had just came out. <laughs> and everybody was like nuts about The Simpsons. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see it, but no, a lot of people hadn't seen it because there was just a hurricane there. Um, so a lot of people didn't have cable because all the cables knocked out of the island. So my dad was selling satellites and, and the big draw was The Simpsons. Mm. Um, so I drew Bart um, and uh, Homer okay. in, in, in MS Paint. And they were like, uh, it's probably considered racist right now, but they were like <laughs> like uh, black versions of Bart and, and Homer. They had like, uh, like Bart had like a flat top with like lines in the side. And he had, he had like a, a medallion. Or yeah, a... he had a medallion. And uh, it was like... Uh, they were like, uh, I don't know, like Caribbean jam band like type dudes, okay. you know? <laughs> um, so, but you want to make it relatable to the people yeah, on yeah, the island. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And um, so, uh, so we made that and it went out in the newspaper and then like, li- like literally like a week later, we got a cease and desist letter <laughs> from, from uh, Vox. And um, that was like my first taste of the advertising business. So, uh, you know, learn them, learn them young, I suppose. Yeah, crash course. That was definitely yeah. a crash course. <laughs> yeah. No, but how how the business do though? Yeah, yeah, the ad did good. Okay. I think it was like probably one of his competition ratted him out or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so we had to stop doing that. But okay. um, after that, I wanted to be a, a comic book illustrator. So I was always drawn like. Um, superheroes and ninja turtles and stuff like that um and then uh i was still messing with the computer a bit but you know hand drawing a lot um and uh i was also getting into graffiti when i was in high school Um, okay i used to write graffiti uh um, for a while there uh and then uh when I got to college, I had an assignment to um, draw. We, I actually was able to take an English class called Understanding Comic Books, where we learned how to make comic books or okay. like the, the psychology behind comic books. Okay. Um, and then when, uh, for the final project, we had to make an actual comic book. So uh-huh. I drew the comic book from every single page because I was the only, only one in my group that could draw. Ah. Yeah, it's like when you're in a shitty college group, yeah. and like one person has to do everything. Yeah. Um, so I drew the comic, I inked it, I colored it, everything. And then after that project, I was just like, I never want to draw comic books for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of realized what a what a grind it was. Like, yeah. it's not fun when you have to draw like under a deadline. Yeah. Know? And that's probably why now, well, not nowadays, but that's probably why typically with comic books, you have there's so many credits because somebody's drawing it, someone illustrates it, when someone inks it, someone colors it. Yeah. So it's not you took that all on you. Yeah. At one point, and then with the deadline, so yeah, yeah. I can see where that kind of leaves a bad taste in your yeah. mouth. Yeah. Well, even like you know, you just gotta try things, and you kind of realize that that's not like your passion. You might have thought it was, mm. but like I didn't love doing it. Like, yeah. What, like I, I feel like if you're gonna do something, you should like love every minute of it. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, like your true passion, I guess. But how, what, what, how was the grade? What, what grade did you get back? Oh, I got a great grade. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was funny though. In my, in, in that class, I was doing comic book. In my other art class, I was doing graffiti. And for the final project. I climbed up on the art building, the actual, this was in Florida State University. This might get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Statue of limitations. Yeah. You was unconquered, but go ahead. So so I climbed up the art building 
um, and I did a huge mural like on the art building like um, you could see it from the street it was huge and then we were in class and my teacher was like where's your final project and I said oh like come over here and I walked the whole class up to the like walkway (laughs) and then they could see it up on the up on the wall there Um, and uh, he wasn't mad you know surprising (laughs) I don't know why I did that that was probably pretty stupid to do but you know it was ballsy and like um I think he might have respected that, so I got a good grade and everything was cool. I, didn't, I didn't get in trouble. Yeah, not like the, not like the Bart Simpson thing. Like yeah, nobody yeah. nobody yeah. ratted you out on that one. Yeah, there's no <laughs> snitches involved. I mean, my teacher could have snitched, but I don't think he he was kind of like I I don't know more of like a rogue teacher. So yeah, he didn't he didn't he didn't. I don't think anybody ended up knowing that I did it. Word, word. So, Do you remember how long it stayed up there before the maintenance crew came in? And um, I don't even know. No? Nah. I think I, I left school that summer and then I don't know what happened to it after that. Word, word. Yeah. That is, that is wild. Yeah. So going back to the working on computers, I'm sure as, as time went on and, and technology advanced, even from when you were first working on MS Paint, when was the next time you started like benefiting from the advances in, in uh, technology and working on graphic design? Um, well, I thought I think the game changer was Flash. Okay. Like in the early 90s. Okay. Uh, or was it, late, it was more late, late 90s. 90s yeah. Late 90s, yeah. When Flash came out. That okay. was like, when you saw a website and it was actually moving. Yeah. You know, fucking mind Just rotating. Blown. Yeah. yeah. And then all these like crazy menus, like you would press a button and a little thing would fly around and loop yeah. around. Like, yeah. you know. Back then, we didn't really care so much about like um, efficiency or user experience. Mm. Everything was like just make it look cool, you know. Yeah, what I mean? the interact and the interactions had to be like you yeah. know get your attention. Yeah, because yeah, people never used computers like that, you know. Like you would go into Word and maybe you write something and scroll up and down, but there was never like a crazy interactive animation. There was nothing that existed like mm. that, you know. Yeah. Like even even. I mean, I guess the closest thing would be video games or something, but yeah, on a com- to see it on a computer was was pretty crazy. So, I did a lot of um, flash animation um, and building websites in Flash and stuff like that. So, uh, I just learned that program just by picking it up and practicing. I didn't really go nice, to school for nice. it. Nice, like that. that brings me to um, that brings me to a time when we actually met. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> you, I was right in the midst of that, and I remember. Um, we met at work. We got along pretty well. There was there was a pretty solid crew of guys that we worked with, and we've um, we befriended each other. And um, and then our I guess our our, our love for hip hop and graffiti and whatnot. Um, we decided, you know, being creative, being a creative person, you had things going on, and I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. And then we actually decided to do a, a, one of the very early um, online magazines. Yeah, yeah. With your knowledge of Flash and 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 all the hypertext. You know the information you input just to see something on the screen, and we came up with Volume. Yeah, Volume Magazine. Yeah, Volume yeah. Online Magazine, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that was that was an experience, man. Yeah. You, you was on the uh, you was on the boards, and sort of in in a sense, you was like the DJ because you were <laughs> yeah, on the boards, yeah, yeah. and I was the MC because I was writing stuff, articles, yeah. and then we would both contribute to. Um, we did reviews. I yeah, for reviews. We ate each album had like a volume meter, like yeah. one to yeah. ten, and you yeah. would rate it. Yeah. yeah, and we had like a, you know you'd have to have a graph for every little notch on the dial and then, yeah yeah I remember that was um what was more tedious uh putting that together or putting together a comic book with uh 
with uh, illustrate illustrating coloring and all that other stuff uh probably the comic book, comic book still is still yeah 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 the <laughs> website wasn't so bad because it was sort of new grounds you know you were excited about like what you could mm, do yeah uh, and if you had anybody like looking at your shit it was exciting you know like true true um you know like people I don't know. Did people leave comments and stuff, or we would check know. like traffic or something? traffic? That's what it was. Or we, you, people would even email you. They'd be like, "Oh, yo, that was dope." Or yeah, you know, yeah, like, we get, yeah. You get, get emails, get fan traffic. mail, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. That that was pretty tight. That was pretty tight. I, I had a blast doing it. Short lived, but I had a blast doing it. And then now I know we was talking about this prior. Um, that everything's a everything's a vlog or a blog yeah. or. You yeah. know, these sites, they started off like that, whether it's uh, support online hip-hop, hip-hop DX, you mentioned Complex. Yeah, well, Com- Complex was like the, fir- with the first, like, when Mark publication. Was, yeah, when he like, was promoting his clothes. Yeah, so. he sort of saw the vision of, like, a media publication company versus, like, that actually makes content versus, like, just a hip-hop forum or yeah. a, a site that talks about albums or whatever. They actually, like... Um, you know, brought news and made content and stuff like that. So that was sort of like, um, I guess a lot of people didn't really see the vision of like media um, involved on the internet. But yeah, it definitely took off. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. So uh, before we move too far ahead, I also wanted to touch on um, you're a car enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. You, you you like to get involved with cars, tear them down, uh, put them back together. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think one of the earliest flash sites that I remember showing all my friends when they would come over to the house is your your site for the, uh, you had a, um, and I can't remember which car it was. Ah, uh, which car was that one? Now you're gonna have to jump in here and help me out. It was the... Um, the Cougar? The Cougar, the yes, cougar, yeah. yes, the Cougar, <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and then you would uh, you'd be able to interact with the car yeah, yeah. and then you, you would hover the, uh, the the cursor over certain parts of the car and then like a up. detailed, yeah. you know, that was so crazy. Like I remember showing people that were like, oh, check out what my man said did. <laughs> and he's like, that's his car? And it was dope, man. So go into like yeah. the inspiration behind that, making that happen. Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny. Um, I. I remember seeing the Cougar in a magazine um, and I thought it was so futuristic looking Mm. for the types of cars that were out at the time. And I was just sort of obsessed with the car, like um, the concept car. Um, And so when it actually finally came out, I was like, shit, I'm, you know, I'm going to buy it. So I bought it. Um, and then I got into, I think right around the, t- this was like right before uh, Fast and Furious came out. Okay. So there was like a, there was like a car modding scene. Starting to bubble. Yeah. 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 You, um, so, you know, I was working on the car, you know, spending all my money on parts and shit like that. <laughs> and um, I guess, I don't know, I just, since I knew how to make websites and stuff, I figured I could, if I made a website that like broke down everything I did on the car and everything, yeah. you know, that'd be pretty cool. And I could share it on whatever internet forums and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. That was dope. Yeah, no, I know. I was like, like you said, like you mentioned early, earlier, it's like people weren't doing a lot of that stuff and, and just seeing the finished product of it was like ah you know mm-hmm. and the, i'm telling you when people come over it'd be like you know this is early on the internet where you really didn't know a lot about websites and there wasn't a lot of them out there or, yeah, yeah. 
and you were still like just coming out of the chat group, uh, chat room era and whatnot. And yeah. I would show people at the house and be like, oh, check this out. And they, yeah, they would fall in love with me. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, jumping a little bit further past that was you did come back to sort of illustration in a sense. Yeah. Um, and that was with the uh, the rubbernecks. Yeah, the rubbernecks. The rubbernecks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> break, yeah. break down the rubbernecks, uh, the, yeah, what yeah. it was and the idea behind it. Link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> so so I had this idea and um, kind of like a, I wanted to make a cartoon, but like ba- uh, an adult-based cartoon because okay. they didn't really exist back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had South Park, but that was like... Yeah. The, the, that was probably the closest thing to yeah. an adult cartoon. Yeah, I wanted to do something a little raunchier. So I um, so I had this idea of doing a... Uh, at the time, I worked for a children's education company, which is a, a, a you know, bizarre... The, the irony. Yeah. Um, so I was drawing, like, you know, cartoons to, to like, teach you math and shit like that. Okay. Um, and animating them. And then... Uh, two guys that I work with, I, I pulled them in and I said, you know, let's make this cartoon. Um, and it was called the Rubin X. And basically it was like, to- it was like Toy Story, but it was uh, an adult store. So like all, yeah. the, all the dildos and butt plugs <laughs> had faces and could talk and like- Personalities. <laughs> yeah, the personalities, they were crude as hell, all that stuff. Um, and uh, um, we, we all, illustrated we stayed late and we just illustrated and animated and sort of made our own cartoon um, yeah. and uh you know put it up on the internet and it was it was pretty cool yeah I, uh, it was what it was two episodes or it was yeah one two episode? it was two episodes um the first episode ca- came out and then we started working on a second everyone sort of got burnt out so it's like 95 percent down 95 percent completed um, so I could like pull up the file and probably just export the video and put yeah. it somewhere if I wanted to. Um, probably have to go on Vimeo because it's like adult, adult. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like, to restrict the, yeah. the people yeah. <laughs> watching it. Not something you want to put on YouTube. Somebody yeah. come up. Yeah, so I might, um, you know, I might drop it. I might just bust it out one day. I don't know. It's it's so old. It's like yeah, uh, it's it's. It's weird that it just sort of lingered for that long. Yeah, no, it was it was hilarious too. I remember watching the first episode, and that it had little uh, it was there was a couple of things like little Easter eggs in the you know in the background instead of like the Xbox, you had the X cock or yeah, something X-Cox, like that. That yeah. was their gaming yeah. system. Well, the, the 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 adult toys, their whole motivation was to get into a real vagina. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was their like that was like if you were if you made it to heaven, you know what I mean? Yeah. You were yeah. stuck in this. Um, Stuck in this store, adult store. Yeah, you want to get chose. You yeah, want to get yeah, yeah. You want to get picked, and you want to go to the promised land. You know what I mean? So that was that was these guys' entire motivation. Um, and the bad guys were like the from the from the rummage bin of, uh, uh, of the yeah. adult store. So all the broken toys. The land of misfit dildos. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, wow. Yeah, so there was a lot of funny characters. There was a lot of pop culture humor in there. Okay. Um, you know, it's probably pretty dated now, but yeah, it's worth it. And it's probably a lot tamer now, like compared yeah, to what yeah. kids you see nowadays. But yeah, yeah, dope, dope. So speaking of nowadays, uh, what do you find yourself doing? What do you find yourself working on nowadays? Besides the illustrious logo, uh, yeah. that is the Bruise Beats and East logo. Um, yeah, well, I started working at advertising agencies um, maybe the last ten years or so, um, and. Uh, 
you know, I've been doing some commercials lately, um, some big websites. Um, I just did that big, a big thrifty commercial with um, Keenan Thompson from okay. SNL. Um, and that was really cool because it was, uh, you know, completely a concept that I came up with and okay. executed it from start to finish, like including nice. every single visual, every single, you know, the cars that were in it, the, the props that were in it, the set design, the wardrobe design, everything I had my hand in. Um, so it was pretty awesome to see it all come together. And we also had um, um, a little bear, which was uh, a short uh, short guy, uh, okay. uh, small person. Small person, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fully. yeah and he had a um, an animatronic mask. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe, shout out to Gabe. Okay. Um, and uh, it was awesome. That bear was, was really trippy. He, he kind of stole the show a little bit, so. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, excellent, excellent. So start to finish, um, we just started this thing and we're a while from the finish, but um, you're gonna stick around. We're gonna take you through the paces. We're gonna have your uh, get your opinion on beers. We're gonna talk music and we're gonna talk food. So, um, okay. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Oh, head Ed, I got set seven. Set in the house with me. What's up? Too much to drink. We shine without flossing that bling bling at the pub with the buds. Picture of Yang Ling. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Uh, back at it. We're over in the. Uh, we've we've arrived at the uh, Bruce segment, um, the segment which most guests enjoy because um, they it's the most interactive one. Um, before we get into the segment, though, this segment is brought to you by Mama Juana King. Uh, Mama Juana King, all about the Mama Juana King. You can keep up with them under those two handles on Instagram. Um, that's where you need to find your Mama Juana. If you're in the South Florida area, reach out to them. Get yourself some. Cedric's gonna try some. Give us his thoughts, and then we're going to get into the beers. So, Cedric, before uh, we get into these beers, we'll just... A little Cheers. bit of marijuana. Yep. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one word. One word review. That's it. All right, Ced. So, here we are. Uh, we're going to get into these beers. Uh, the first beer we're going to get into, we're going to have Ced try and uh, give us his thoughts on, is uh, from the Rico... Brewing company is Chihuahua Cerveza. Uh, this is American, a junk lager. It clocks in at a 6.5. That's the one right there on your left. Um, it's brewed in California. It's found year round. I, I used to have a teacher that would always say Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Chihuahua, yo. I mean, if you spell it out, that's what it is. Oh, damn, that's pretty good. That's the first time I heard that. First time I heard that. That's pretty dope, though. Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nice. All right. Like that. Okay. You you a big uh you a lager fan at all or? Yeah, lagers and stouts usually what I go for. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. that one's nice. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty light. Uh, Something you drink after maybe putting in a couple of hours working on the car and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or during during working on the car, that's the best time <laughs> yeah. to drink. Um, Motivation. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't have a lot of um, like you don't get a lot of flavor notes out of it. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's solid. Dope, dope, excellent. Um, usually at this point after after the guest drinks the first beer, they'll uh, I'll ask them about like early beer memories. 
Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the first time you had a beer. Yeah. Um, what's, what's something you remember from the first time you, or do you remember the first time yeah. you had a beer? Um, well, my parents were really like, uh, can I have some of that beer? And they would be, yeah, you know, like, if you try, you know, when you try something when you're a kid, you're not going to like it, and then you're not going to be pressured yeah. to have it later. So, yeah. So my parents let me drink beer, and I never liked it. Um, a funny memory, I guess, one time was um, I used to go to, with my dad to watch um, football on Sundays at, at a bar. Okay. Really small shit bar. Um, like, on a watch on, like, a 13-inch TV. Like, it was terrible. But, um, we were, you know, two TVs. Standard definition. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, and, and one time I got, like, a, I got, like, a hot sausage um, that they sell in the little packs, you know? Uh-huh. And, I, and I ate it. And I didn't have a drink. And my dad um, had a beer there. And I, it was so spicy. And I was, like, choking. And I just grabbed his beer and I took a big swig and and um, the bartender just fucking lost his mind. He was like, because you know I was I, I was like 14 at the time, yeah, so yeah. like the bartender lost his mind and was just like, you can't do that here. Can't do that. He was like yelling at my dad and stuff. But that was uh, that was probably the I don't know maybe the first time I actually took a decent drink of beer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like a little sip or something. Well, wow. and that that. That there didn't quite set you in, down a path of beer drinking just yet, I imagine. That was just yeah. your first. <laughs> yeah. Just what did your dad say? What was your dad's reaction? Oh, uh, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. that, was his, his, that was his attitude. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Hey, listen. If you want to see the 13-inch TV, you have to sit at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. You have to. <laughs> standard definition. Yeah. You got to sit at the bar and that just it just happens. You know, you, were, you underestimated the spiciness of the sausage, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dope, dope. We're gonna get into the second beer here. It's from uh, Motorworks Brewing. Uh, this is our, this is their Pulp Friction. Uh, it's an American IPA. It clocks in at a 6.3 ABV. Uh, it's brewed here, brewed here in Florida, and it's also found year-round. I figured you work on cars, Motorworks. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Tie it all together. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. usually hate IPAs. Okay. Um, but this one very citrusy yeah it's a grapefruit ipa okay that's i, I guess that's where the, the pulp comes in yeah for pulp friction oh gotcha uh, yeah well i love grapefruit so oh, okay I, I drink a lot of um grapefruit and gin and stuff like that okay um so yeah i like grapefruit so really. now, now that i think about it that reminds me i think the very, one of the few first times i had a grapefruit soda was with you yeah, I think you guys used to have like the, the Fresca. Yeah, I think it was like back then <laughs> when we first became. I remember coming through the crib. We probably were working on the site, and you're like, "You want a Fresca?" And I was like, "I don't know what that is," but it seemed like it was a soda. And I and I think that was my. And then eventually, I think I had um, some of my Jamaican friends were like a ting. A ting. A ting yeah, is ting the same is thing. Good. Ting the tings are good. Yeah. And I don't even like. I'm not even a big grapefruit fan. Yeah. But I, I get down on ting, man. That's that's yeah. that's good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. Um, so, APAs aren't really your thing. Um, you're more along the, the lines of stouts. Um, <clears throat> how'd you get into stouts? What, like, what, how did you encounter? Um, I just, uh, I guess I, the first stout I had was like a Guinness. Okay. Um, and I didn't like it the first time I tried it. Um, and then I don't know, for whatever reason, I always like, I'm like a, a a gimmick whore, so like, you know, like when Kate when Kate break down break down gimmick whore for my listeners. 
So like you know like when a, when KFC comes out with the Cheeto sandwich, I gotta go get it. You know what I mean? Like gotcha, or gotcha. like uh, you know the like, nacho cheese fries at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. I see something on that's like unique or like new. I have to try it. Um, <laughs> so usually I would go to bars like sports bars or whatever, and then it always seemed like the stouts had like there was like a coffee one. Yeah. There was like oatmeal or a nitro or you know yeah. some like some gimmicky shit attached to it. Yeah. And um, that would always get me to try it, and then I just I don't know just started liking them. And okay. Stouts are usually my go-to when it comes to beer. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get into that third one. All right. That third beer right there is from the uh, Einstock Beer Company. It's an Icelandic white ale. Well, it's called an Icelandic white ale. It's actually a Belgian wit beer, which is a white beer. That one comes in at a 5.2% ABV. Um, and it's brewed in Iceland. It's found year round. Yeah, this is like really, really smooth. Um, is it? Yeah, but it's, okay. not, it's not very flavorful. Okay, so it's brewed with coriander and orange peel. So that doesn't stand out, but it does, it is a smooth. Yeah. It's super smooth, but I, it's kind of like reminds me of like a Corona or something like mm. that. Just not very... Just a lot. Nondescript, like a van, like vanilla, you know? Okay, okay. I mean, it's good, but yeah. I probably I probably wouldn't get a pack of it. Yeah, okay. Dope, dope. Word. All right, cool. So um, that leaves us at the fourth beer. Yeah. Um, and that one is... <clears throat> oh, man. That was that one leaves a, an impression on you. Um, that one's an actual. It's a chocolate peanut butter porter. Yeah. It's it's nutter cup, and yeah. um, it's from the it's from Brewlink. Brewing. Brewlink Brewing Company. Well, you can smell the peanut butter like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even took a sip yet. You can. I could tell it was peanut right away. Let me know what you think about that one. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Are you are you a peanut butter fan? Yeah. Yeah, I love peanut butter. I just don't know if I like it in my beer. In your beer. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. It's a little um, a little sour. A little sour note. Okay. It. Which typically porters don't have a sour. They don't have a sour taste to them. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 odd. I don't really taste the chocolate either. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's what's it? Okay, Brewlink Brewing Company. It's their Nutter Cup, I guess instead of Buttercup. Yeah, it does taste like Nutter Butters, like. Oh, uh, sure. okay, like, okay. Like, or it smells like Nutter Butters for sure. Yeah, it's listed as an American Porter. It clocks in at a six point five. Um, it's brewed in Indiana. And, six point um, five. I like that. Six point five. <laughs> is that is that a car reference? No, <laughs> no, you just like your beer six yeah. and up, right? Okay, yeah. okay. I like to like, I like to eat a light or like drink one strong porter, and then yes. it sets you right. You don't have to drink like three or four beers and get full and everything. Just you know, one super strong beer is like my stuff. Yeah, we uh, most recent our most recent interview, we we discussed that. I had mentioned that a lot, you know, in our in our days of youth, when we don't really know a lot about beers, or you know, we figure that our options that we see at a, at a grocery store or a convenience store is all you have. Yeah. You know, the thing is to buy a big old 24, 18 pack and just yeah. you know spend the weekend putting those things down. And yeah, yeah. you know, you'd always hear people like, "Oh yeah, me, so and so and so and so, we finished off two 24s," and yeah. it's like, 
that shouldn't be it. Like, you know, I think I'm starting to see, I'm starting to come across people that are more familiar with what you just said, that it's like, yeah, one or two real good beers yeah. gets you to that point and then that's it. Yeah, we, 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 I once went on a boat with some buddies and, and um, one of the guys says, I bet you I could drink 24 beers and not throw up and or not get drunk, like really drunk. On a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we said, all right, we, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what the bet was, but we were like, all right. And he did it. He drank. He he. Not only did he do it, he drank twenty six beers, and he was like, you wouldn't even tell he was drunk. Really? Yeah, it was insane. And, and that was in a. I mean, and what like a four hour boat trip or something like oh, that. Oh, we were out there all day. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was a that was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the, the rules are different out on the water, yeah, from what yeah. I understand. You can do illegal things. Though. I'm not a real nautical person. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I've been on a cruise. Like once or twice, but yeah, uh, I've worn a Nautica hat before, you know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I had the polo, you know. There you go, <laughs> there you go. You and Raekwon both yeah, wearing the, the Nauticas. <laughs> the, the, the yellow, blue, yellow, and blue stripes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, said um, before we get into the next segment, real quick, give me a rundown one through four. Um, with the beers you just sampled, how how I would rank them? Yeah, how would you rank them? Is it something you'd go back to? It's some you know to, all the way down to like yeah, I don't th- I think I'd yeah. skip this if I found this. Um, I, I really like the Chihuahua. <laughs> Chihuahua is nice. Yeah, it's a new breed of dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go. I'd probably go with um, the. I probably my favorite is probably probably the motor works surprisingly. Okay. Being that you, like you said earlier, you're not a real big IPA fan. No, but I love the grapefruit flavor. It's, okay, it's really good. Okay, so I, that's probably my favorite. Then the Chihuahua, then the uh, Nutter Butter or whatever. The Nutter Cup. Nutter yeah. Cup. And then the Icelandic. Well, the Icelandic, I like it. It's just, it's just doesn't call your attention. It's yeah, not something yeah. that you. Yeah, I wouldn't bitch if I got it. You know, mm. but yeah, well, beer's beer, so it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's smooth and it's nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd go for that. It's okay, nice. it's good. It's good, but so it's not bad, but it's definitely it holds it holds a strong number four. Yeah, and this in this yeah, ranking system. Yeah, it's pretty flavorless. It's it's um a bait of vanilla beer. Vanilla beer. Yeah, dope, dope. Cedric, you made it, man. You, you right. tried the beers. You gave yeah. us your impression on them, and you rated them for us. Man, I like this thing. You got free beer. And yeah. <laughs> you talk about yourself. Exactly, <laughs> man. Who doesn't like to talk about themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're going to talk about music. So um, stay tuned. We'll see you guys on the other side. Beats and Easter podcast. We have arrived at the beats portion of the podcast. This is where we ask our guests what are they listening to? What do they, what, you know, what music moves them? You know, if they dance, what music makes them dance? If they're more of an, uh, you know, just an appreciation of, uh, of uh, a good time and just hearing good music. So, with all that said, what's, what's music that makes you move or moves you? Let's say that. Um. Either or do you get down? Do you dance? I don't know if you I dance. Don't, I don't dance, not, but okay. if, if there's any music that'll make me dance, it'll probably be reggae. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Surpri- surprisingly. Can't escape the vibes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like if you, uh, you know, if you're at a nightclub or something and some reggae comes on, it's easy to dance to. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, I don't know, just 
strikes a nerve with you, I guess. Yeah. Or or some old school hip hop, maybe like you know. Okay. Like Biggie Smalls or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. You know the the whatever the classics. The classics, the staples. Yeah. yeah. True. Hip-hop what are you listening to uh, nowadays? Um, I'm sort of got. Uh, I listen to hip hop a lot, but I also I've been getting into rock and alternative a lot more. Okay. Um, uh, one of my favorite bands is Louis Del Mar. Okay. Um, sort of like a uh, alt rock, um, I guess band. I don't know really how to categorize these uh, these bands, but um, I've also started listening to Highly Suspect, which okay. is another rock band. Um, they're kind of, I guess they're kind of mainstream. Um, some of their songs are a little poppy and a little mainstream, but um, they have some really good songs that I've been listening on repeat lately. Uh, it's funny, um, <clears throat> when you said it's hard to kind of categorize, because mm-hmm. there's so many, like the tree has branched off, like whether it's a hip hop tree or a rock and roll tree, a soul, like the tree, it branches off and um, <clears throat> everybody's putting out a version of that, but it's not, yeah. it doesn't all fall like under one category. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a hybrid of it. Um, I think another, another instance is, is that uh, like the sound is the same, but the subject matter is not the same. Yeah. Like people have exp- like people have tried um, tested like the waters with other with this, your, your usual typical sounds when it comes to a genre, but then the subject matter, the words are a little different. Yeah. So it's harder to kind of like put a, a labeling on them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I mean, what I typically like is that, I mean, one of the reasons I, I like Kanye West a lot um, because. I just like unique shit, you know, like I feel like his, like he really like composes a song versus like following, you know, here's the chorus and here's the okay. the lyrics and then following the, you know, classic patterns of songs. Um, and I like uh, stuff that, like, sa- like I like sampling a lot, like especially if it's weird samples, you know, oh, okay. like, like he'll typically like find somebody, a Euro star and get... A sample. Yeah, I think uh, Bon Ivers was heavy on uh, on I think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, or like even like the panda, panda, panda. You know, like getting that. That was was that a European? It was. No, no, no. But, I'm just saying, like getting oh. some, getting another song that's been out or somebody that's been out and, and then like, pushing that. Yeah, or like mixing it and like um, kind of just creating a new type sound. Okay. Sound. Or like even like. Um, <clears throat> You know, like some gospely shit, or like yeah, the, yeah, the shit with them, um, you know, Chris Brown and stuff like that. Okay, know? okay, true, true. Um, there was a, there was a there was a moment there where you said something and it, and it set off a thought in my head, and I can't think of it now. Um, damn, and I can't remember it now. See, that's what happens when you get old and you become <laughs> old head. Ed. Uh, and then and then you add uh, Mama Juana and no wait, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Actually, liquor sometimes improves the memory. But um, <clears throat> so Kanye is Kanye is something someone you go to when listening to music just because of his originality. There's a lot of authenticity, and, and I think he probably takes more chances, especially nowadays, yeah. where everybody's kind of and it's been like that for a while. I just don't want to say nowadays because it makes me seem like more of an old head than I am. Yeah. Um, but for a while, it's people have been following the same formula of success. Like they, oh, that works, and they just replicate that. Yeah. And there's very few people that go out, jump out, or go out on a ledge, 
yeah. you know, at the you know to make something different at the at the uh, at the cost of maybe not sounding like the typical or not being as successful, but it's it's definitely yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about com- like making music, but mm-hmm. I just know like there's certain complexities to oh. like shit I gravitate towards. Like there's yeah. like whether it's like sound effects or additional tracks or. Mm-hmm whatever like whatever makes that complex or like unique you know like i love radiohead too you know they're like a band that's really experimental okay they, even though they're like a mainstream band everybody loves radiohead but like some of their shit is like really weird you know yeah right up your right yeah. right in your wheelhouse yeah yeah okay yeah stuff like that that's why i like lewis del it's like um he kind of sings but it's like uh I can't even describe it, but um, Louis Del Mar. Yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of like a different sounding alternative. It's kind of. I'd have to check that out. I have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Dope, dope. All right, so if you would humor me, I'm gonna play a song for you. We'll listen to the song. We'll come back. Okay. We'll talk about the song on the other side. What you think? Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Dope. Let's do it. Yeah, so that was John Wayne off his rap album, too. And that was uh, These Words Are Everything. Sedge, what'd you think about the, the track? Yeah, it was dope. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, late uh, or early 2000s sort of underground okay. hip-hop sound. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, the slow tone, um, simple lyrics, but, you know. But like impactful, yeah, yeah. but simple, yet you get the point across. Yeah, you know, it's kind of telling a story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty dope. Dope, dope. Yeah, I, like I was, um, I know earlier I, I got, I kind of got caught in the midst of my thoughts and I couldn't remember what it was that we were, I was gonna go yeah. on with, but uh, it came back to me. And that was, um, you were, you were describing uh, a lot of the music that kind of appeases to you is something that's not your typical um, standard, uh, whether it's, a, you know, an intro, uh, 16 bars, a chorus, another verse or whatnot. You like to go towards a direction where the songs aren't your typical format. Yeah. And I remembered that you put me on to um, Black Alicious's, Black Alicious, is that? Is that <laughs> yeah, Black Alicious. Black Alicious is album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's an album by Black Alicious. That sounds a lot <laughs> phonetically. That sounds better. I mean, uh, yeah. It, and it was Blazing Arrow. Yeah, yeah. And and that album, what what uh, captivated me was that they had tracks. So it's you know track one, track two, but um, at times it seemed like track two would leak into three. Yeah. Like you were still hearing the the track two at the start of track three. Yeah. And um and that kind of like. Uh, goes towards where you were saying where it's like album or songs or albums that don't fit your normal yeah well the, he, here's the thing I think like nowadays there, there's so many singles that, that that whole album concept is like not people don't really yes. pay attention to that mm-hmm. anymore yeah but uh, well cause people just buy singles off of iTunes or whatever and yeah. make a playlist but if you listen to a whole album and it's put together like that's why I love The Roots so much. Okay. If you listen to the last album, all the songs relate to each other. And they're like telling a story. And their melodies and their their intro and their outro is so complex. Like the intro is like, they'll drop like a classical music piece, Okay. Like orchestrated. Yeah, like, like piece, a symphony. Just to set the tone of the album. And mm-hmm. then like the songs get into it. And um, 
you know, it's very thematic. I, I, the last two Roots albums I absolutely love. Yeah, that no, was love Undone. The, undone was Undone, one. and then uh, going, then you go and shoot your cousin. Then you go and shoot your cousin, okay. That album is so good. Like, yeah. so good. The way it's crafted. Yeah. You know? And that's why I appreciate it. Because I think, really think that, you know, not music aside, just like being really good at something versus being incredible at something mm. is just the small details. Yeah. The smallest details. If you're going to go that extra effort to do those sm- those small details, that's what makes your shit like better. You know yeah. I mean? That'll propel you past yeah. just being, you know, decent or, you know, like you said, great to incredible. Yeah. Or even like I was saying, like Kanye, he dropped that Life of Pablo album. Yeah. And then he relaunched it. Yeah. Because he wasn't happy with yeah, the yeah. mix. You I know heard about I mean? that. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, just going that extra level of effort into something you know like not, yeah not not settling on oh it sounds pretty good let's you know let it go true true cool so i know i got some homework to do i gotta get on to luis del mar yeah i gotta jump on that you also put me on to someone earlier which was um uh greta van fleet yeah was greta that? van fleet i gotta um, check that out yeah. too yeah on some so dope. led zeppelin kind of vibe yeah definitely led zeppelin they dress like led zeppelin they sound like led zeppelin but they're not led zeppelin so wow okay pretty, no cease and desist there huh like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it might be coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're exposing people we didn't mean to do it either uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so bruise beats and easter podcast Seth told us about what he's listening to, what he likes to listen to, and what he looks forward to in music or songs. And uh, you got all that. He also gave us his opinion on John Wayne's um, track there. Um, There's only one thing left to do, and that happens on the other side. So y'all stay tuned. I got Seth Seven in the house with me. Old head at Bruise Beats and Eats. Beats and Easter podcast. I am still here. I am still old head ed. Set is still with me. Um, this is the portion, the segment. This is the pinnacle. This is the mountaintop of the, the podcast. And this is where we get to know our guests' uh, tastes when it comes to food. We, we already told us what he thought about beers, what beers he liked. We already talked about what music he listens to. So now we get into food. Uh, Cedric, what's your favorite food, your go to meal? go-to meal um i love nachos okay like all kinds of nachos they're super easy to make okay you can get a wide variety of flavor textures yeah it's, it's got everything you know it's but true. you know i i'm gonna bring this up if you haven't had a frito pie you know what a frito pie is nope so they were real popular in new mexico but it was basically like a, a you would take a bag of Fritos, a small bag, mm-hmm. and you would cut the top off. You put chili on it, and then you put shredded cheese on it. I've seen that on like Instagram posts yeah. or uh, the real quick video where there yeah. people are in the backyard and they cut the bag of corn chips yeah. and they just start adding stuff and yeah. they'll drizzle stuff onto. Okay, so that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, Frito pie was like a classic. You in New Mexico, it's like real popular. We would even get it in school lunch. You know? Really? Yeah. Or any fair or whatever they have it wow. for sure. Um, but I was thinking like, 
it would be so dope if somebody opened a restaurant that focused on Frito pies. Yeah. But um, like different kinds of Frito pies. So like Cool Ranch Doritos with chicken and ranch uh, sauce or yeah. like a, or, or like a, 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 a mozzarella cheese. You know. Wow. It's like different combinations. Maybe you get like kettle chips. Okay. And you put uh, you put roast beef on it with some horseradish sauce and some uh, caramelized onions. You know, what? like that that kind of Frito pie. You know, yeah, that's a combination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you could do bad. anything. You know, like you could have a whatever a Mexican Frito pie would be. Yeah, like, you're not restricted like, to ta- just that. You know, takis with. Uh, Get some takis with some ground beef and the hot some joints cilantro, some, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know? That's pretty like, dope, like, man. Whatever, That's yeah. a, see little, little bowls, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just open a food truck or a little restaurant that serves like all different kinds, you know? That'd be dope. That's not a bad idea, man. And it's yeah. it's easy to whip up. I mean, for the most part, you you know, the chips are chips. Yeah. Then you'd have to worry about just the protein, whatever that is. Yeah, and the sauces. And then the sauces are sauces. It's like yeah. you could whip those things up. Damn, and now I'm gonna have to find a place where I can get me a Frito pie just to be <laughs> yeah. able to I, just to be able to say I jumped on it before somebody takes off with that idea. Yeah, like yeah. I've been eating Frito they're pies. The, uh, they're the next elotes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're that street corn. Yo, yeah. it's dope. That is dope. Um, actually, uh, we just came from a spot not too long ago. It was a taco spot adjacent to a laundromat. Yeah, you put me onto it. Yeah. Um, and that was that was pretty good. It's the first time I had cow tongue. Yeah, my first time Thank when uh, I saw it on the menu, I looked at you and I was like, I think I said, do you want to? Have you tried cow tongue? Or it's, to you, it was something like you've done it before. Yeah, yeah. I had never done it, and you're like, oh no. He's like, yeah, I'm getting one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the cow tongue is something that you you've gotten to know throughout your. Yeah, my mom used to make cow tongue sandwiches as a kid. I remember seeing like the whole tongue sitting on the cut- cutting board. Okay. And uh, being pretty grossed out seeing it, but after you eat it a couple times, it's really good. Yeah. And um, I don't know, man. I don't have a whole lot of uh, food prejudice. This is, it's like you know, it all comes from the same thing. Yeah. Thing really. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? Like, um, like I, I think a couple a couple years ago, I had my first bowl of menudo. Which is tripe, isn't it? Or yeah, is, yeah, yeah, tripe and uh. like a chili sauce, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was good, you know, I liked that. Yeah. And, um, it didn't really gross me out, so I don't, you know, I don't really care what, what part of the animal comes from. Okay. <laughs> I'll eat some buttholes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's some chips, some guacamole, sour cream, yeah. some melted cheese. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, butthole Frito pie. <laughs> Can we do that? I think I think we're gonna put it out. We're gonna have to do it because we put it out there. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wild. Um, is so nachos. Is this like equally? Is there like one part of the nachos you prefer over the other, or is just the, the culmination of all different, like you said, textures, flavors? And- you know, nachos is a good community food because you really get to judge people. You know, like if you get somebody that grabs that massive <laughs> that chunk with, like right off the top with all the meat and all yeah. the shit on like one chip. <laughs> You know, you know who the asshole in the room is. <laughs> um, so I don't know. You got to be strategic. Like get, get, you got to get one chip and then get a little bit of everything on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you go, to, if you go to the outside of it, the, you're gonna pull a chip, and it's just yeah. gonna be a chip. Yeah. Like you have to go somewhere. You have to. Your approach has to be calculated. Yeah. Well, a dope way to make nachos is if you get a cookie sheet. Okay. And you get those round nachos, and you just lay them out like back to back, and you put a little 
they on each everything. one. Yeah. yeah. And you just drop them in the oven for 10 minutes. Nice. And you pull them out and then you don't have to worry about all that stuff. There you go. There you go. It's like meal prep for nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like meal prep for those that don't exercise. Yeah. <laughs> People, meal prep for those who don't have weight loss goals. <laughs> you still got a meal prep because you're going to have to eat regardless. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Um, are you a big sweets guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like sweets. Okay, what's yeah. what's a sweet that calls your attention? Um, ice cream or anything that's like uh, got whipped cream or like like I like like a creamy. Okay, mousse like, type of thing yeah, or it's like like, like, those, like that the, like the things where it's like a brown it's like brownies <clears> mousse <throat> gotcha. whipped cream pudding more whipped cream you know what awesome I mean? parfait, parfait thing, like yeah yeah, yeah, parfait. yeah, yeah. those are my shit right there or or a good classic flan. Bro, so KFC, like, do they still have those? Flan? The parfaits. Uh, Remember KFC know. used to have the, um, they had the little plastic cups and they had like a chocolate one yeah. and a strawberry shortcake one. No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Uh, Yo, KFC used to have them popping with those things yeah, where it was right. like little cup and you would see the layers, a plastic cup with a foil cover. Yeah. And it uh, had all right. the layers in it. Yeah. I wonder if they still have that there. A I mean, it's been a while since I've been to KFC. Yeah, a, problem, a, a lot of parfaits, like, um, a problem is that they don't use like real whipped cream so mm. some of them okay stuff like kind of gets nasty after a while yeah or like tastes chemically okay um because you can't keep like real whipped cream fresh, yes but so it have the it's better to have like a fresh one you know dope I mean? yeah something you whip up and enjoy right there yeah damn so you like you have you like levels to your desserts yeah that's that's pretty dope that's yeah pretty dope. Te- different textures and levels and okay stuff like Kind of like the nachos. Yeah. How do you feel about well, jumping off of dessert things for a second? Uh, like a seven bean, seven layer dip. Is that does that count too? Or? Uh, I don't know. I don't no. fuck with seven layer. Oh dip. no, there's too many. <laughs> too many beans and stuff. Okay. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not about that, man. You mentioned flan. You're a flan fan, also. Yeah, my mom she used to make that all the time, and um, you know, growing up in New Mexico, so uh, you know, the caramel and the squishiness. Yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 crackle of the sugar, the yeah, the, yeah. they had the the base there. Yeah, you you got, you got to do it right. There's a lot of bad flans out there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do it right, like if like if, like if you if your flan starts tasting more like a cheesecake, then you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta have more of the. That's not the texture you're looking for. Nah, it's gotta be more like somewhere in between Jello and cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, a nice comfortable zone between the both of them. Yeah, yeah, dope, dope. Yo, um, I think we've accomplished it. Okay. Said you made it through, man. You are now a Bruise Beats and Eats alumni. <laughs> yep. um, uh, and any any uh, socials or people people could reach you at? Or? Yeah, click click on the link on the description. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there um, might be a link there. Yeah. Uh, no, just hit me up on Instagram, said 7 S-A-I-D-S-E-V-E-N. Uh, on Instagram, I post pretty much everything I do on there, so... Cars, cars, uh, 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 work, uh, the, or the finished product from yeah. work and whatnot. Yeah, uh, some art stuff, and you know. Okay, cool. So there it is. Oh yeah, set7.com oh. if you want to. Oh, you, okay, that you got that jumping yeah. too. Set7.com. S a i d number seven.com. There you go. I, I'll. Uh, I don't know if I can make the link work, but I'll definitely put the <laughs> info in the description so y'all can check it out. Set seven. Set set. Um. This is where I wrap it up. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. This is it. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Seth, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. 
Uh, you can keep up with me uh, at on, on Instagram at Bruce Beats, the letter N eats. The same goes for the Twitter, Spotify. I'm on there as well. Um, reach out. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Just tell somebody. Um, and when they ask, you tell them you can find it on any uh, podcast platform. And once they get there, tell them you, ha- you can't. You have to finalize it. You have to make it complete. Rate, comment, subscribe. Do all of that stuff. Uh, with that, I'm Old Head Ed, signing out. Peace.